I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters. Topic of the week is sink or float, snilly. Hey there listeners, I'm Jem and I think it's time we sink Snilly. I'm Rhea and I want to keep Snilly afloat. That's definitely my true and honest opinion. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Okay, so... This is a continuation of our Sink or Float mini-series. In these episodes, we look at popular ships in the Harry Potter fandom and we argue about whether they should sink or keep floating. This episode is the eighth Sink or Float we've done. If you haven't listened to our earlier episodes, we've talked about Wolfstar, Drarry, Harmony, Remini, Remadora, Scorbus, and Jilly. That, get it, that list is getting long now. <laughs> we recommend checking those ones out. This time we're looking at Snilly, which is the Severus Snape slash Lily Evans or Lily Potter relationship. And as always, this is just for fun. Everyone can ship whatever they like and no ship is better or more valid than any other. Fandom is just for fun. And the only reason we do this series is because it's fun. (laughs) And now, why Snilly sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I thought I would just give everyone a little peek behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. The reason why I do that little intro to every single single float episode is because our single float episodes are wildly more popular than our regular episodes. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. We have like four times the listeners to our single float episodes as we do to our regular episodes. So there's a much bigger chance than normal that a single float is somebody's first ever episode of Podcast Nine and Three Quarters. So I feel like I need to explain it every single time. <laughs> Also, if you're new, welcome to our podcast. Come inside. We have head Hey, hey come on in. Come on in. Uh, man, I, yeah. I swear, I've forgotten how to talk today. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, should we explain how we got like assigned these positions? Yes. Because that's very funny. Yes. <laughs> stupid as well. So fucking stupid. Also, we swear on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What up, cunts? <laughs> Australian. So, we decided to do a sink or float. I think you suggested that. We decided to do Snilly, which we've been putting off for a long time because neither of us wanted to do it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And, of course, one of us has to float silly. Hooray, Snilly. (laughs) Did I just call it silly? (laughs) Yeah, it's one of (laughs) this. One of us had to float, and how are we going to decide? Obviously, neither of us want to do that. So we decided to settle it with that age-old method, scissors, paper, rock. Incredible. Yeah. Regular listeners may know that we don't live in the same state. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did was I sent you a message, be like, let's just scissors, paper, rock this. And you're like, what? And I'm like, three. (laughs) And you're like, please. Like, two. (laughs) Okay, right. One. And then we both messaged at the same time. Rock. Rock. (laughs) (laughs) 
speakers were amazing. And then I was like, that was stupid. Three, two, two one. one. Rock. <laughs> so this method was going great. <laughs> we decided to address the obvious problem we were having, which is that we weren't in the same place, by video calling each other. There we go. Problem solved. Now we can do scissors, paper, rock over the video and we won't get this problem anymore. <laughs> so we go three, two, one. Rock. rock. <laughs> Good old Rock. Nothing beats it. (laughs) Rock wins every time. (laughs) So, final round of Scissors, Paper, Rock. What's going to happen, listeners? This is so exciting. Three, two, two, one. one. Rock. Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So, I ended up Googling it. uh, 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 (laughs) I ended up Googling a coin flipper. And um, I called heads. So here I am with the better position to sink. (laughs) Uh, Here's a little secret about me, listeners. I throw rock every single time. (laughs) And I'll never not throw rock. (laughs) See, and I know this about her, but I am still afraid that maybe, maybe she'll throw... (laughs) She'll throw scissors just to throw me off or something like that. So, So, hang on. You weren't throwing rock because that's the funniest joke I've ever told. You were throwing rock because you were scared I was going to transfer to, what, scissors at the last second? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically, because I would have had to throw paper. (laughs) You would throw paper to win and then I would throw scissors to beat your throw of paper. Yeah, I know the game. (laughs) Incredible. Let me explain my reasoning. Nothing that I will ever win in a game of scissors, paper, rock will ever mean more to me than the joke of throwing rock every single time until the day I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, here I stand, the true victor in all this. <laughs> I always throw rock because usually when I do scissors, paper, rock, I'm going up against a man and they always say to throw a rock. No, they always say that men usually go for rock, so you should throw paper first. So like you that. so you always throw rock to beat to, him at the right game? Throw him out of his rhythm, you know? <laughs> now you've thrown him off his rhythm. Yeah. Anyway. Snilly. The, the psychological warfare, anyway. <laughs> so, if you're a new listener, this is an anti-Snape podcast. Fuck Snape. I'm furious that I have to argue pro-Snilly. So if you're a big Snape fan and you clicked on this episode hoping for an impassioned pro-Snilly argument, set your expectations low. <laughs> She'll try. She'll try her best. I'll try my best. Just my best big... is throwing rock every single time until I die. Just gulp a big fat pill of lies and be like, <laughs> oh, Snape, I love him. Mm, delicious. I love to mm. swallow my Snape lies. Mmm, so tasty. Okay. Mm. Number one. Oh, wait. First, we've got to determine if they're straight. Yeah, I think yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. Snape seems like a heterosexual homophobic incel. And Lily, I'd say, is straight. Um, yeah, it, she's bi at best. Yeah, but getting married young, as we've said in the past, getting married young, having a kid and then dying is big straight energy to me. It is. It's big straight energy. I was going to say big Snape energy. Big straight energy. Mm. Okay. So both um, attracted to different genders. Okay. All right. Are they attracted to each other? I've got no. a very strong argument for Snape being attracted to Lily. <laughs> It's canon. I think, I, I mean, I, I can also see that argument. It's very clear. Mm. But does Lily like Snape that way? Or does she just think of him as a friend? Let's get into one of my arguments. Okay. 
Lily never felt the same way about Snape. She only saw him as a friend. Snape had Lily up on this awful pedestal and was obsessed with her. This is not a good dynamic. Here's what I wrote for Lily being attracted to Snape. Fuck me dead. This is annoying. Remember to come back to this point and fix it before the episode. (laughs) I'm sorry. I fucked up. I think Lily was super into Snape. Who wouldn't be with his long greasy hair and his nose or whatever? Nose isn't that bad. Sallow um, skin. Wash your hair though. But he's, like he's like a giant bat. Bats are sexy. Oh, I can pretend he's Batman. Yes, Lily was oh super into Snape. He's just a big Batman. No, <laughs> no. I mean, there's no evidence to that because. Snape, uh, sorry, Lily always referred to Snape as like, oh, you're my best friend, you're my friend. Like, she very much used the friend word a lot until they completely broke off their friendship and she cut ties with him, essentially. Yeah, she... arguing that the friend zone's real? Was she friend zoning him? Oh yeah, 100% she was friend zoning him. <laughs> the best relationships start as friendships. They could have, it could have blossomed into something more. <laughs> okay, Ross, um... <laughs> No. I mean, well, yes, you have a good point, but the best relationships start as friendships when both of them consider each other friends and just friends, and then maybe something develops out of that. That's an interesting and good dynamic and healthy dynamic. Mm. What isn't healthy is when one person is completely obsessed with the other person, loves them, would do anything for them, wants to be in a relationship with them, and the other person is like, oh, a friend. (laughs) I like having a friend. (laughs) It may not be healthy, but it is common. I would say if media has taught me one thing, it's that it's incredibly common for like one person, usually the guy, to be completely obsessed with the girl who's far superior and then her to not really notice him and then she realizes how completely obsessed with her he is and then finds that flattering for some reason and then they get together. I've seen that many a time in a television show or movie and it always goes great. This brings me to my other point. Stalking. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) So Snape watches Lily and her sister for ages before ever interacting with them. And it's implied that in the the prince's tale or whatever the fuck, in his memories that like when his first interaction with them kind of goes wrong, it's like, oh, lots of planning and foresight had not gone as expected. And this was like not what he was planning. So he'd been like thinking about how to interact this, how to play it out. It's creepy. Um, I think there's a very good reason for that, though. Yeah, I I know there is a reason for that. It doesn't mean that it's okay. (laughs) Stalking is not romantic, and the more that we see this trope played out and unchallenged, the easier it is to normalize, like, abusive and stalkery behaviors in real-life relationships. Yeah, but that's assuming that that stalking is coming from a romantic place. I think it's coming from a place of safety for the, um, what is it? The upholding of the International Statute of Secrecy. Like, Snape has to observe these girls to make sure that one of them really is a witch before he approaches them. He can't walk up to two muggle girls and be like, I'm a wizard, and that'd be fine. It's not good. So so you're saying that young Snape was so devoted to the wizarding government and the International Statute of Secrecy that he spent his childhood times wandering around his town looking at everyone and observing them 
and like watching them for months on end to make sure oh is this person maybe a, wi- a wizard that's not a pure blood and so doesn't know that they're a wizard i just want to make sure just in case just so i just so i know like no <laughs> no i'm saying that one day while at the park or out in the street or whatever he saw lily do something that he thought was magical but he wasn't sure and he didn't want to approach her and say you're a witch you just did a magic spell out of nowhere with no evidence because that would be a crazy person thing to do so instead he watched her (laughs) to see if something would ever happen like that again and when it did he was like confirmation she's a witch i can approach her and then it goes wrong because she's a muggle-born witch and he didn't know that and that's why when it's like oh magic thing she's like you're crazy (laughs) well i mean he does know that she's a muggle because he dismisses petunia when he first meets her and is like oh you're a fucking muggle you don't know what you're talking about and he knows that they're sisters ah does he so so he does (laughs) he must know that she's a muggle-born because he's been watching them for ages he also just said like Yes, he watches them. So you know that the stalking is happening, but you're trying to justify it by saying, oh, maybe it was happening for a good reason. Maybe he was trying to figure out if she was a witch before he interacted with her. Yeah, that's matter. exactly like, what <laughs> It doesn't fucking matter. Like, he's still I'm, watching her for months. It's I'm uncomfy. saying non-romantic, rela- non-romantic stalking is fine. Stalking no, for your not. own personal safety is fine and good. <laughs> it is. It's so not. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, um... <laughs> <laughs> Time for you to be frustrated this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I'm half as frustrated as you are right now. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'm having a great time. <laughs> okay, befriending bigots. So, <laughs> Snape becomes a Nazi. He yeah. becomes a wizard Nazi. And he hangs around with bigoted assholes who, are do- who use dark magic as a form of fulfilling some kind of sick power fantasy and hate muggleborns like Lily. You can't and shouldn't love your oppressor. <laughs> argue against it hmm. I dare you <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> would you fall in love with a homophobe Ria hmm. Hmm. <laughs> interesting you I'm raise an interesting point <laughs> you raise a good point much to consider yeah there's a lot to think about there <laughs> god damn it um fuck look no (laughs) that's a bad thing that happens yeah yeah that probably shouldn't have happened because it would have been terrible but in my fictional version of reality it should have happened because it's good for some reason what is that reason (laughs) come on Rhea make your brain work Time's up. Okay. What's your response? I guess my response is that Snape wasn't born a Nazi. Okay. Is anyone born a Nazi? No, he became a Nazi because of reasons. And maybe those reasons would have been different if he. Lily just slept with him. <laughs> she could have fixed him. That's good, right? When a woman fixes a man. We love that. <laughs> you went 
in a, a really bad way. <laughs> you went in a really interesting direction. I have taken this in a direction, haven't I? <laughs> Snape has good qualities. <laughs> yeah. Name he has one lots of quality. bad qualities. He's brave. That's canon. I, we had a whole episode about how he's not, but okay. <laughs> he's loyal. He's very loyal. To who? Lily. Snilly, I almost said. To Lily. He's loyal to her. To Lily or his idea of Lily? Yes. Yes <laughs> is the answer to that question. He's clever. <laughs> he writes is he? potion instructions. <laughs> if he's clever and he's this double agent guy, mm. why is he so conspicuous with his double agentness? Like, he... Harry clocks him on his first day of school. He's like, that guy, sus. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he so clever, then? Oh, wow. I didn't think I was going to have to argue pro-Snape being clever. I thought that was assumed. He's a smart guy. Name one intelligent thing Snape has done in his life. Uh, be a teacher at a school. He got that job because <laughs> he owed Dumbledore a favour. He didn't get that job and any good qualifications. He's, He's also a, a terrible teacher who abuses his students, doesn't teach, puts a recipe up on the board and just says, cook. That's not teaching. <laughs> all right. He rewrote all of the potion instructions in Half-Blood Prince. In whatever that textbook called, is called. Is that, intelli- like, is that intelligence or creativity? Yes. It's not wisdom. It's an intelligence role. <laughs> Fine. That's and- one thing that he's done in his life. He's come up with spells, I guess. Cool. But other people have invented spells. It's not a big deal. Good. All I said was he has good qualities. I said loyal and clever. That's two. Okay. <laughs> That's qualities. So maybe if he'd had more support and less negative reinforcement, <laughs> things might have gone differently. Maybe he could have given up those prejudices and realized that they were nothing more than like petty jealousies and not like genuine heartfelt beliefs of his okay, and then he could well, have broken ties with the Slytherins and never joined Voldemort there we go that's good you can build a castle on maybes and ifs and buts and could'ves and would'ves but I'm still living in a three bedroom apartment <laughs> like <laughs> that's what shipping is Jem it's taking all the maybes and what ifs and spinning them out into a brand new reality of love the point of sink or float <laughs> is to look at the, sit- at the situation as it is and decide whether it is worthy. I deem not. <laughs> <laughs> Snape didn't maybe become a better person if only he'd had a better childhood or a better upbringing or less negative reinforcement. It doesn't matter. It is who he is. Can we take Snape as we see him and feasibly pair him with Lily as we see her? That's devastating to my argument, and you know it. (laughs) Dumbledore says that they sought too early. That means that there is potential for Snape to be a better person as an adult than he was as an adolescent and 11-year-old. That's like the only person that we get that for in the entire series. Every other person gets their personality, morals, worth as a human being assigned to them by a hat at age 11 and never grows or changes. Um, Snape is the only one that someone's like, you grew up better than you were as a child. Uh, James Potter. (laughs) Damn it, I remembered him halfway through talking. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. He's not part of this. (laughs) Peter Pettigrew did the opposite, did a downward pirouette. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to get worse on on purpose. (laughs) Look. I don't know if Snape could have gotten better. Because even when he was removed from his situation of being amongst Death Eaters, being amongst Blood Purists, even when he was removed from that situation, given his financial security, given a home, um, given supposedly, according to Harry Potter wiki, his most loyal friend, Dumbledore, or whatever. (laughs) Dumbledore, Uh, his bestest friend. Even when he was given all these things, he still didn't change much at all. (laughs) I think he did change a lot. Yeah, how, how much did he change? Everything. Yep. Yeah, Not his specific. personality. <laughs> Not his personality. Okay. What else did he change? Okay. So, losing Lily, right? Yeah. Because he killed her. He didn't kill her. He was directly responsible for Lily's death. That's argument number seven. Many people were directly <laughs> responsible for their death. Most notably Voldemort. Also yeah. Peter Pettigrew. Arguably serious. There was it. lots of factors. <laughs> Losing Lily affected Snape so profoundly that he turned his entire life around. He dedicated himself to a cause that he hated in her memory. Yep. I think that Lily choosing him over James could have had exactly the same effect. It could have, like, imagine the lengths that he would have gone to for her if she was still a living, breathing person, compared to the lengths that he went to for her when she was dead. Um, I said it once before and I'll say it again. Women aren't healing bombs that you can apply liberally to broken, terrible men. (laughs) That's not what I believe. (laughs) I believe women's role in fiction is to fix men. (laughs) Sue me. Hey. (laughs) Okay. When Lily comes to Snape's defense in his time of need, he calls her a slur. Even though he apologizes for that, his words are empty, and Lily calls him out on that because Snape still identifies with wizard Nazis, glorifies the dark arts, and tries to paint her as not like other Muggleborns. Hey, look, we're different people. He's a Trump supporter, I'm a feminist, we're still in love. His article released one year later. <laughs> Women wondering why their Trump supporter boyfriends are treating them so shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a difference between being different people. Like one person thinks vanilla ice cream mm. is the best flavor, and the other thinks that boysenberry is the best flavor. And different people, as in one person thinks that people like you deserve to die, and the other person thinks that they want to live. <laughs> hey, here's a romantic thought. Mm. So Snape hates muggles. Muggles. <laughs> And mm. by association, muggle-borns. But he makes an exception for Lily. That's beautiful. She's mm. special and different. Mm. <laughs> oh, isn't it good to say out loud the arguments that people really make about Snilly and why it's good? <laughs> it's good to let them really sit in that airspace, you know? Really echo out. Yeah, let them breathe. breathe. Like a fine wine, you gotta let it marinate in your your mind for a moment before being like, that's fucked. (laughs) Yeah, do you know about Snape Wives? Uh, (laughs) I have so many thoughts right now. Uh, Please do tell. (laughs) Snape Wives is a real world phenomenon. 
Mm. Are you familiar with like kinning and phasing and all that sort of shit? I've heard the term plant kin before. Okay, I'm not going to explain it because it's too hard. Basically, there are real life women in the muggle world, our world, not the muggle world from the books, yep. who think that Snape is a real person who exists in some kind of alternate universe. And they believe that they are his wife. And there's a community of women who believe this. And they all believe that everybody else in the community is crazy and wrong because Snape's not married to these other women. He's married to them. And they, like, visit him in his other dimension or something? This is a real thing. Um, sometimes there's a real wisdom in not saying a thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point is that, obviously, Snape does exist as a object of desire and affection because Snape wives are real. So someone loves him. <laughs> Look, Why not Lily? <laughs> No, um, because anything that has ever been put on the internet, there's some weird sexual thing about it. So yeah. that rule thirty four. What rule thirty four? Rule thirty four. You can't possibly take Snape wives as an argument to say that Lily would definitely be attracted to Snape. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> that's like saying, oh, you know, there's definitely pornography of a fucking. I can't think of a single single thing. Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely pornography of Teletubbies. People find Teletubbies attractive. Therefore, Lily Evans could find Teletubbies attractive. No. (laughs) That is a truly wild claim that I just made. I think I just brought up Snape Wives because I remembered them while I was researching this episode and I had to get it out. (laughs) Couldn't let that fester inside. Yeah, you had to share. I did. (laughs) Now all of you listeners know. One day I'll explain it in more detail. There's more detail? (laughs) Yeah, well, what I just said was, like, batshit insane. (laughs) I just... What gets me about that is that they think that all the other Snape wives are wrong. Yeah. They hate them. Like, you know, usually... That's the best part. Yeah, usually with these kind of communities, it's like, oh, we all have a shared interest, we all have a common understanding, you know, we send each other emails, we get along... Just the animosity. Like, that's so fascinating mm. to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't it just maddening? I mean, <laughs> Doesn't it not... just make you want to scream and scream and scream and walk into the ocean? Why not just be polyamorous about it? Be like, yeah, we're all Snape wives together. We're like a harem no. of Snape wives, you know? No. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oof, Back to okay. Lily, who's a real person who probably really could have gotten together with Snape in the context of Harry Potter. No. Um, so, Snape's actions are bad. That was a great way of phrasing it. Um, <laughs> Snape makes hey, bad choices. to the point. Snape makes bad choices and bad decisions. He acts mm-hmm. out. He's aggressive. Um, Snape blames a lot of these behaviours on James entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uses that as an excuse for every behaviour that he makes. And never gets that perspective later in life, even after everything that happens with Lily's death. Discuss. That's true. Yeah. But maybe, have you considered that it really was all James's fault? James is a bad man. <laughs> yeah, elaborate. Uh, he got Lily killed. <laughs> How? <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry. Wow, I didn't know I was going to say that before it came out of my mouth. <laughs> 
you going to stay on the sinking ship or are you going <laughs> to gonna jump off? This ship is not sinking. It's a float, bitch. I'm floating this ship. <laughs> oh, my. So Snape rightfully hates James because James mm-hmm. is a bully and um, Was. other reasons... The most important reason of all is that James got Lily killed by marrying her (laughs) and being the source of a prophecy. Yes? Being the focus of a prophecy, not the source of a prophecy. Okay. If Snape and Lily had gotten together, their being together would have saved both of them because Snape wouldn't have joined the Death Eaters and been warped by a life of bitterness and loneliness. And Lily wouldn't have been literally murdered because she wouldn't have been with James, which was why she died. Snape logic. There we go. So. I just think (laughs) that if. (laughs) That that moment where you're like, do I argue against this or do I just talk over the top of this? (laughs) I just think that if Snape and Lily had gotten together... It wouldn't have saved Lily's life <laughs> because Snape was trying to sort of express his feelings about wanting to be with Lily by the time that he was already associated with Death Eaters. Right? Yeah. He, he was already friends with fucking Lucius Malfoy and all this mm-hmm. bullshit. And like, that's the point where he's trying to start a relationship. So say, say he's successful. Say they actually get in a relationship. Yeah. Let's play, let's play this out. Mm-hmm. Um, does Snape easily and without question leave his Death Eater Nazi friends in school and not get followed up with that? I think yes. Because the Mm -hmm. evidence that we have for that is Snape being a turncloak in the actual book. So when Lily dies and Dumbledore's like, now you have to protect Harry because it's all that's left of Lily, Snape turns on the other Death Eaters Yep. Seemingly without question. If Lily had been like, we can be together, but you have to ditch all of your terrible racist friends, I think he would have done it. It maybe wouldn't have been the easiest thing in the world because they were all living together in the dorms, but I think he would have done it, definitely. So I'm not saying that it's easy on, that it isn't easy on Snape's part. What I'm saying is that, yes, Snape managed to turn cloak against Death Eaters, but then he had to spend the rest of his life covering his tracks acting like he was still on their side and getting all up in their business Mm. to keep this act up. Because they would have killed him (laughs) the instant that they found out that he'd actually turned their back on them. Okay. So my argument here is if Snape and Lily did get together and Snape had this association with these friends, wouldn't they just fucking find the first opportunity to waste him once they graduated? Because they, they know that he knows what they're up to, and now he's dating some muggle-born. So Lily's not safe, is what I'm saying. Okay, that's interesting. Well, safe is a relative term, because obviously the Harry Potter world is a dangerous world. At the time uh-huh. when Snape and Lily are in school, there is a war breaking out between mm. Death Eaters and, like, against muggle-borns and all that sort of thing. So, like, the idea of their being safe, well, it kind of depends on what they do. They join the Death Eaters. I argue, no, that wouldn't be the case. Do they join the Order of the Phoenix? Do they go into hiding and maybe leave the country because Snape is so worried about Lily and wants to protect her because he loves her? Beautiful. 
it really depends. Maybe like getting together would have put her in more danger, but not getting together with him directly led to her death. So maybe it would have worked out better for her. Look, there's no way to know exactly what would happen, but I think my argument still holds that Lily getting together with Snape wouldn't have made her, I guess, more safe, more happy, more secure in her future. Her future would still be riddled with the uncertainty because of Snape's associations with those people, even Mm. if it had only been in school. Okay, yeah, I'll concede that, like, there's obviously still dangers there. And, like, you know, maybe she gets killed with him because the Death Eaters turn on them. But also that's what happened to her and James anyway, so whatever. But, like... Happy ending. Yeah, hooray. In terms of the prophecy, like, the prophecy was about Harry. And Harry would not be the child of Snape and Lily. Mm-hmm. If Snape and Lily did have a child, oh. it wouldn't be Harry because Harry's got so much of James in him. Mm-hmm. So there would never be the prophecy as it stands. If there is a prophecy, it would be about Neville or someone else. Mm-hmm. So Lily's fate in canon wouldn't play out if she was with Snape. That's my argument. Okay, sure. I just don't think... That, I think that my point, as I said, still stands. Anyway. <laughs> um, next argument. Snape is the antithesis to Lily. They both have similarities they both have similarities in that lily is estranged from her family snape is estranged from his family they both feel a bit like fish out of water in school Mm -hmm. they have this friendship together but then where they distinctly diverge Mm -hmm. is that snape never forgives people (laughs) he never forgives himself he never forgives james potter okay (laughs) he never forgives dumbledore lily forgives people lily Mm -hmm. had the opportunity when she stood up for Snape and he called her a slur and he was apologizing, she's like, I know you're sorry. That's fine. And I think a part of her did forgive him, but she just couldn't deal with him anymore because she knew that he wasn't any good for her. So she decided to break that off. What Snape does with the whole after Lily dies and then he treats Harry like a cunt for his whole life and calls that guarding him. If Lily were in Snape's position... Like, I know it's not possible, but say that she was, like, Lily is in the position where she has to care for a child of the person that she hated but also loved. Yeah. Yeah. Let's imagine a universe where we literally swap Snape and Lily. And Snape is the potions master and Snape... No, sorry. Lily's the potions master and Snape is the mother of Harry. (laughs) Yeah, let's swap it. Yeah. Lily, because of her personality, she would care for the child properly. She would, like... Even if she had this resentment, this guilt, this maybe even hatred at times, she would still put in the effort to be caring, to be kind, to be compassionate, to be forgiving. Snape can't do that. And that's why they can never be truly compatible. Okay. First of all, I think you're overestimating Lily's forgiving nature. Lily, yeah, Lily does hold grudges, first of all, against Snape. (laughs) Snape goes too far and she yep. cuts him off and hates him forever. That's an argument for me. But she also does the same thing. Yeah. she In canon, in my version, they're together forever and it's beautiful. She also does the same thing to Petunia. Turns on Petunia and cuts her off for the rest of, her, of their lives. They never reconcile. No, they never reconcile, but, you know, Lily still keeps Petunia's vase. And, like, I think a part of her still wants to have that relationship with her sister, but knows it's estranged. 
Um, I think Lily definitely wants to have that relationship back with her sister again. She's not like holding a grudge for the rest of her life and is like, Petunia is dead to me. <laughs> she knows details about Petunia's life and family. Okay. Like, well, maybe it's a case of like, you know, you and your partner don't have to agree on everything. Maybe it would be good if Lily had a little bit more of that hard edge. You can cut people out of your life and that's a good thing. And if she got that from Snape. And Snape had a little bit more of the, maybe you should realise that your issues aren't actually about other people. They're about you and work on yourself. From Lily. They can balance each other. They function better as a team. Relationships. I don't think that that kind of dynamic would be made up of balance and more... Lily is giving 99% of the life advice and guidance to Snape, and Snape gives Lily 1%, maybe, of advice that shouldn't be taken, actually. Uh, I think it's way more like an 80-20 split. 99 to 1 is a bit brutal. Mm. (laughs) I think it's accurate. (laughs) Hey, not every relationship has to be purely equal. Sometimes you need to support your partner. (laughs) No. Um... I know you. <laughs> I know that that's just not true. Not in the context that we're talking about. You can support your partner when someone that they've loved has just passed on, and they're in a grieving period, and you need to be their rock for them. Not my whole life. I have to teach this man how to be a compassionate, good human being that cares about other people, and maybe <laughs> considers not being a cunt for his whole existence. <laughs> Uh, Lily kind of does that for James. No, she no, doesn't. I shouldn't bring James into this. That's death for me. <laughs> she does not. James is a perfect example. Okay? Damn it. You're Fuck. saying that Snape is this changed man, blah, blah, blah. If Lily got with Snape, all this blah, 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 bullshit fuckery would happen. Uh-huh. So, Lily and James. James is a cunt. He's a bully. He teases people. He harasses Lily. It's not Okay. Then James does go through a maturity transformation. He changes. He realizes the errors of his ways. Mm -hmm. He becomes a better person. And Mm -hmm. Lily does not even have an interest in him until he does become that better person. And then they start dating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because Lily is someone that can see that there are more layers to people than meets the eye. She's able to acknowledge that. But she isn't the healing woman trope. She isn't there to change him, to make him better. She's actively critical of him throughout his entire bullshit period. She calls him a toe rag. She yells at him and calls him out in his bullshit, as she should. <laughs> and then when he is a changed person, she's willing to look past the, the mistakes that he has made in the past to be forgiving of the fact that he has actually changed. Like, that's a good example of what you're trying to paint is going on with Snape. But it just, that's not what happened. And that's not what would happen. <laughs> look. That's an incredibly good argument, and I don't have anything to say against it. Because Snape wouldn't do You're that right. without the healing <laughs> you woman. You say it. <laughs> Snape would never have the self-initiative and drive to actually improve himself without, A, going through something traumatic, and then maybe slightly improving himself, but not really. Or B, healing woman trope. James, on the yeah. other hand, top lad, does it himself. <laughs> does the work. <laughs> I, my only thing that I can say is, like... If Snape had done all that work on himself, maybe he and Lily could have had something. But he didn't until after she died, and even then, barely. That's why they're not together. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, that's an argument for me. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else written down, but please, present to me a pro. I don't think I've heard a single pro yet. 
I've had pros. I said they would save each other and not die. I said she could have fixed him. (laughs) That was in response to what I started. The fixing thing I've already demolished. Continue. Many of my points are in response to you. That's what this episode is. (laughs) Sink or float. Push and pull. Far and law. Whatever the fucking names are. (laughs) Twee and law. (laughs) The koi fish. (laughs) I have to go now. Anyway. um... Genuine friendship. Snape introduced Lily to the magical world. That's super romantic. You know how, like, Harry and Hagrid are a thing? Um, (laughs) Lily also stuck up for him, was willing to stick up for him when nobody else was. They had things in common, like potions. There was a time when they genuinely cared for each other and they got along and they were friends. That's a good foundation for a relationship. (laughs) Repeat after me, kids. Friends don't call each other slurs. Friends don't join Nazi groups that would kill the other friend. Friends, <laughs> friends don't obsess over each other and put them on a pedestal. A friends don't song. get their other friends inadvertently killed. <laughs> Top of the charts. Best song. Thank you. Um, <laughs> look, their friendship isn't good. <laughs> Snape comes in as this guy with all the knowledge and he finds himself a young, naive, impressionable girl who has no knowledge. And he's like, isn't this great? She thinks that I know everything and I tell her all this bullshit. <laughs> and I isolate her let from me her t- friends and let family. Let me tell you about comics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know what happened in the Marvel Cinematic blah 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 blah? Yeah. <laughs> That's Snape. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, your sister, she fucking sucks. Let me throw a fucking tree at her. <laughs> you shouldn't hang out with her. She's not special like you are. You're special like me. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> I hate it. Okay. <laughs> well done. Um... <laughs> Got anything to say? No, you made your point. (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain point where I have to let go. (laughs) Um, I had something about inter-house unity, but it's rambly because I didn't think out my thoughts good enough in words. Well, hit me with it. Inter-house unity. Go. Yeah. What's the one thing that's better than enemies to lovers? Friends to enemies to lovers. (laughs) I really like the story of them being besties when they're little and then they're driven apart by the mm. political complexities of adult life and the fact that he's a Nazi. And then they realise their feelings for each other are stronger than all of that. And they choose to be together no matter what. That's beautiful. That's a love story. Only when it's gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You said my trigger word. <laughs> Only when it's Shiro Princess of Power. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Literally, I was thinking about Cantradora when I wrote that. <laughs> I bet you were. Um, yeah, I know. I know the better stories that are there. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> See, what's sad about James and Lily... Sorry. What's sad about Snape and Lily is that it's not friends to enemies to lovers. Obviously, we don't see that happen in the books. It's friends to... I can't believe you've betrayed me like this and... I can't believe we can't reconcile this. This is really sad. To, I don't even acknowledge you exist anymore. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> Lily stops caring. 
because she realizes that Snape is no good for her. She's like, you know what? All my friends are telling me that I shouldn't be hanging out with you because of the way that you act and the things that you believe in. And you know what? They're right. And she does what's best for her by cutting him out of her life. It's not, oh, we've had a fundamental disagreement and we're on different sides of a, of a war or whatever. Like, it's not... It's not like that. She's realized that he's no good for her and she's cutting out the cancer in her body and fucking putting it in the fire. <laughs> I love that for her. Yes, queen. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that's my last... Oh, no, I've got one more argument. Okay, final point. Uh, always. There we go. That moment. <laughs> it's the most beautiful love moment in the series. All the heartbreaking, heartbroken devotion that he shows her. It's too tragic for words. Oh, I love it when they're together. Too tragic for words, quote, always a word. Um, (laughs) uh, Look, it made me sad when I read that because I wanted them to be together. So I want to imagine a world where they are together. And that's what shipping is, baby. Let me be free. Let me enjoy my ships. No. (laughs) I don't think I will. (laughs) My logic is undeniable. (laughs) I don't think I can do that. Um, (laughs) No. um, Because the always thing is showing how Snape always loved Lily. Not how Lily always loved Snape. (laughs) It's also not love. Snape wasn't in love with Lily. He had this absurd, childish, creepy idea of what Lily was. He saw her as this better option because he was living in a terrible situation. Cool motive, still motor. And he <laughs> saw this girl who was gifted like him. He had the same sort of magic. And he's like, you know what? I could be living that life. I could, you know, we live in the same town it's so accessible it's almost like just out of reach and that's how he's always thought of her his whole fucking life he's never gotten over it and it's like Mm -hmm. always more like move on (laughs) 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 fucking get over it (laughs) find a new reason to fucking improve yourself that isn't a person with their own complex life do it yourself fuck Sorry, I just have to write down always more like move on. <laughs> Gotta put that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> God, pull out the tiny violins. This man <laughs> couldn't couldn't move past his eight-year-old maturity. Oh, sick of it. That's romance. It's beautiful. Sick of it. True love. <sighs> we are 45 minutes in and I've run out of arguments. <laughs> I lied. I actually have one more argument. Oh my you? God. Out of the nowhere, here she comes. The killing blow. Here it is, the last killing blow. Get ready, put your head on the guillotine wooden thing. The guillotine's coming. It's, it's racing towards you. What do you feel? What do you feel? Here it comes, here it comes. Fear, dread. Snape is a cunt. That's my argument. He's a cunt. Oh. Demolish. There we go. <laughs> Lily takes Snape and dunks him in the garbage can, fucking obliterate. Do you have anything to oppose my argument? Is he is he not, is he a, not a cunt? Can he say oh. the words? Can he? Oh, she is, said it. Is he not a cunt? Hmm. <laughs> say it. I want to hear you. I want to hear you say it out loud. I want to hear you lips to the mic. Snape is 
N-O-T. No. I can't. I want to no, hear Snape. I'm not that committed to the bit. <laughs> Snape's a cunt. Fuck Snape. <laughs> he doesn't deserve her. <laughs> now go cut his dick off. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I, I rest my case. I've got like AU ideas, but that's it. I've run out of all of my arguments. I oh. tried. I had like seven of them. <laughs> Can I hear some AU ideas? Are these your OG ideas? Yes. Tell me. Original gangster ideas. Um... <laughs> Here's a Is that the AU? They're both original gangsters. <laughs> That's what OG stands for. I know, I know. Uh, so they have their fight. They break up. Oh, so sad. Snape joins the Death Eaters, but Lily reaches out to him and they work through everything. And then he becomes a turncoat and they work together to win the war. It's a political spy thriller. James hooks up with Sirius. Everything's fine. Do you reckon they have a scene where they're at a gazebo and he's like you are 16 go when I was 17 (laughs) I could not have picked where you were going with that I'm like gazebo I was flicking through like my mental rolodex of fictional scenes in movies that have gazebos (laughs) (laughs) the end um is that your only AU? no I've got one more so I only have two like oh yeah Here's how the boy who lived Neville can still win. Okay. Because if Lily and James don't get together, then Harry's never born and he doesn't exist. That's good. Fuck off, Harry Potter. (laughs) Instead, we get the stories of boy who lived Neville Longbottom and how he inevitably gets killed by Voldemort Mm. and Voldemort wins. (laughs) So, if Voldemort wins, are Snape and Lily death eaters now? (laughs) Uh, I think they flee the country. Okay, where do they go? Uh, Australia. <laughs> Why did you bring them here? I don't want to know them. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Our country is big, good for hiding in, and far away. There's so many places to bury a body. You know, the ad, tourism. Where the bloody hell are you? Buried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australia is a good country to go to to hide in. We have a lot of space and not a lot of people. That's true. I thought you were going to come up with like actual AUs, like I don't know, a coffee shop AU, where like Snape runs oh. runs a coffee shop and he's like got this secret coffee ingredient and like Lily <laughs> <laughs> wants to get the secret. <laughs> It's Rufus. <laughs> no, I, I know. I was just recounting SpongeBob. I, I, I lost track oh, okay. of what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Florist and tattoo shop oh, parlor. Tattoo parlor AU. I love florist and tattoo parlor AU. That's a favorite of mine. Yeah. Just I, I can't imagine Snape as a tattoo parlor though. Flip it, baby. He's the florist now. Okay. <laughs> Lily's the tattoo artist. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. He does speak in flower language. I guess he can do something with yes. that. Yes. He he goes to her to get a Lily tattooed on his arm, oh, and that's how he confesses his feelings. <laughs> and she has to do the entire yeah. tattoo with him awkwardly staring at her. <laughs> Rhea. Rhea. Beautiful. I want to die, please. <laughs> I feel, I feel the moment. It's in the back of my throat. <laughs> oh God. Okay. What's another AU? Done? There was only one bed. <laughs> oh my God. 
Are we done? Fake marriage. <laughs> fake dating. Fake dating for what? Uh, Voldemort's won. He's taken over. Oh now all the mudbloods... Mudbloods... <laughs> I have to die, so they have to fake dating AU, fake marriage AU, to hide her from the evil Death Eaters, and she falls in love with him. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I've read that as a um, Hermione someone. Draco. Draco, yeah. Hermione, <laughs> Dramione, um <laughs> fan fiction. It was not good. Lots of bad tropes in there. That was a problematic Very one. Very handmade tailly, you know? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hmm. um, <laughs> we've clearly run out of things to say. I can, I feel like I could have things to say on this till the sun comes down. Um, but in conclusion, I hope this is no one's first episode of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, listen to some better ones; you can find them. Um, in conclusion, yeah. <laughs> I've been Jem and Snape's a cunt. I've been Rhea, and playing rock four times in a row was worth it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.